good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening. This is Late and Disorganized. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, taking part out of your day and listening to me with my opinions that I'm sure this episode will cause opinions and have people uh, not like me or like not like my opinion. I'm going to leave uh, the thing where you can leave comments and stuff like that and curse me out or whatever, however you feel, however you feel about uh, what I said, your opinion, you know, that'd be beneficial to me because I'm always here to learn and, and here to learn. I'm here to teach, too, because I came across a video of um a woman walking up on her husband sitting down eating lunch with another woman and the other woman was shocked because she didn't understand what was going on until the lady said you know i'm his wife and then we see her drop her her fork she was eating she dropped the forks and sat back like this shit here but it was the comments that got me because the comments was like it was mostly women and the, the way they were talking, the way they, they, were, they were feeling is like, I, I, I'm always surprised that women don't get men. And men aren't complicated <laughs> at all. It's just a willingness to understand men will put women in a whole better situation. Because I'm going to name this episode, That's Besides the Point. Because that's what makes married men cheat on their wives. And if you are married and you've said to a man in an argument, that's besides the point. This will explain to you why that's not beneficial. (laughs) I'm going to use a lot of metaphors talking about football and all that too. So before a man gets to a point that he cheats on his wife or his significant other, he tries to silently work things out because men for the most part don't want problems especially the problems that come with infidelity men want everything to go smooth they want to you know do their hobbies they want to make their living they want to maintain their household they want to take care of their wife and kids if they have kids they want everything to just go they don't want any bumps And when there's bumps, men go into fix-it mode because that's how most men are. So a lot of times before he even gets to the point that that he cheats, he recognizes that his wife is upset because she is very vocal about the little things. She's not vocal about the big things because the big things are getting taken care of. And for a man... That's like scoring a touchdown. As long as I'm scoring, I just need you to applaud for me and recognize that I'm a good player. I'm scoring. But what happens is that a lot of women don't want to be happy in a relationship for some odd reason. Women will... A lot of times in marriage, a man will be subservient to his woman to a certain extent of saying that's the boss. How many guys you met where 
you 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 know you asked them why you did this or why you do that it's like because that's what my wife wants she the boss i just do what the boss said because that when you hear a man say that he's in that role of i just want shit to go smooth like how it's supposed to go and you know how some bosses get they get hypercritical they stop paying attention to the fact that you show up to work and you do what you're supposed to do they start paying attention to the little things because whatever's going on with them they can't lash out at that so they lash out at the good employees they're not taking it to the problem they're taking it to the people who's going to tolerate the problem so let me give you a scenario a man is going out and he's taking his child his young child he he if he works outside he's not really too keen on feeling out the temperature because he's outside most of the day so eventually the temperature just becomes one stagnant temperatures like it's not hot or cold it's just outside so he steps outside he recognizes it that it's a little bit chilly he puts in a long sleeve t-shirt when he dresses the child he puts the child in a long sleeve t-shirt him and the child go out they out for the day they come home the wife is down home and she sees that the child doesn't have on a jacket well when she goes out with the child she puts a jacket on the child because she's very you know in her mind she does she believes the cold is going to make the child sick so she she basically loses her mind on, on her husband and says you know why don't you have a jacket on on the baby and blah blah like she loses her mind it's not like she just just mentions it she makes it like he left the child in the car and then came in the house like she makes it a big deal so much so that he'll go into fix it mode it'll basically scar him in his brain that anytime he takes a child now if it's even a hint of chili he'll grab a jacket so he his some days go by he goes out with the child again he realizes as a hint is a hint of cold if he has to wear a long sleeve t-shirt he better get a jacket for the child so he gets a jacket for the child. They go out, they go out, do stuff. They come back, the wife's home again. She says, it's so cold outside. Why didn't you put on uh, gloves on her, on him? He's like, why well, I gave her a jacket because it was cold. It ain't just about a jacket. See, you don't care about, the, that's besides the point. You don't care about the little things. Like what about, like, see right there? You neglected the fact that he listened to you. You neglected the fact that he scored. You didn't, you didn't cheer him on for scoring. You found something to be wrong. You went, that's besides the point. And a lot of women will hear what I'm saying and be like, yeah, but I only do that every now and then. Oh, he keeps track. You do it enough. You just don't realize how often you do it, but you that's besides the point a whole lot. You do it enough and he'll continuously try to do things to make you happy. You might be passive aggressive in the way you ask to be taken out or you might be direct. So he'll start taking you out to these places. You'll start mentioning places. You'll say, hey, my friend was so-and-so on Facebook. He'll take it as a hint that you want to go there. So he's doing all of these things 
and when he does it, you appreciate it. You let him know you appreciate it. But then y'all might get home and you go do some laundry or go do something and then find something small that he normally does and blow it up into a big deal. Like he just took you out on a fine date in the app, a fine brunch in the afternoon. Y'all went for a walk. Y'all went some, somewhere romantic. Y'all spent time together. Y'all had a good day. You come home, you go do laundry and he has dirty socks on the floor and you blow up on him about dirty socks on the floor. And you know what he hears? Oh, he thinks to himself, but I just scored. So my score don't matter. Like, you ever hear someone say, give a man good head and he'll be good for a week? Because that's how men think. You, in his mind, you scored. So for a while, I'm going to ignore the little things because that's my applauding you for doing something. For me, that's a score. And it would be not beneficial for me to toss away your score over something small. But that's not how a lot of women think. They toss away a man's score. At the same time, he's going to go into fix-it mode and keep trying to please you only for you to turn around and criticize his criticize him after the score. But what you don't realize is that you're creating the perfect storm to be cheated on. Because you're clarifying to him that, yes, everything he is doing is a score. This does work for you. This does work for women. You're creating the perfect Prince Charming. Because once he meets a woman, another woman that applauds his scoring, he sees an opportunity to get more applause. He might take her out to do things or places that he took you because he knows it's a score. And when he takes her, she applauds. And and in the aftermath, she doesn't negate his score by bringing up little things that he might have done that annoyed her because she doesn't care. She's just happy that someone is scoring for her. So now... He's getting all this applause. He wants to score, but he wants to score and be applauded. You're not applauding him anymore. So now he's going to go to where the applause is. He can, he's going to still be with you, still deal with you, still try to uh, score just because, just because that's who he is, because men want to fix things, because that'll ease things over. At the same time, he knows you don't appreciate his score. Then when you don't appreciate his score and he feeling down, he's going to go out. He's going to score for that other woman. It's not even to the point of sex for him. It's she's applauding me. She's making me feel like I'm a good player. That eventually will lead him to have sex with her. Because that's the Super Bowl. He's been scoring all season. Now it's time to win the Super Bowl. And then a woman, these women in the comments is like, I can't believe how can men, it's like, applaud your man when he scores. Stop the whole that's besides the point. Because if he did what you told him to do or you instructed him to do 
or you wanted him to do, if he takes care of the big things, don't negate that with small things. Because small things that you complain to him about in his mind wipes the score off the board. You're not applauding me. You're saying, yeah, you ran a 60-yard run and you broke all these tackles and you fought your way to the end zone, but when you got there, you didn't just hand the ball up to the ref. You danced, so I don't really, I don't really respect that score. Like, but I, I just scored. I just did a, I, I did a good thing, didn't I? That's besides the point. If you're out there, you catch yourself saying that shit, just know you're creating the perfect situation, the perfect storm for that man to cheat on you. for still tuning in to Late and Disorganized. Moving on to uh, our next segment, which is the disorganized segment. But I, I think it might be a little bit more organized than normal because it speaks on something that I really am interested in and I'm trying to make a future career. And that's just, just the understanding of the way that we think and others think and trying to understand the world around us from a mental aspect. They say in um, hypnosis, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. No matter who's guiding you or what program or whatever you have that's guiding you the onus is on you to believe it to feel it and to fall into it you know it doesn't matter how good or bad the person doing the hypnosis is if you're not willing to submit to hip- to the hypnosis it doesn't work all hypnosis is self-hypnosis that kind of goes into therapy as well. A lot of therapy is you being the therapist for yourself in a way. Because when you go to a therapist and you explain things from your point of view, oftentimes you're too close to the situation to have a perspective, a broader perspective of what's going on. And a lot of what you see is shaped on past experiences, felt, lived, whatever. But that therapist that you're speaking to has not lived your experience, is not as attached to your experience as you are, so can see the experience in a much broader perspective. So when you explain things to a therapist, all a therapist really does is take what you say, reframe it in a way that you can understand it and make it broader. So you're essentially talking to yourself because they're not taking their life experiences 
and applying it to you. They're taking, they're listening to what you're saying and applying a broader perspective to where you can understand it. So all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Most therapy is self-therapy. I say all of that to say we have a lot going on in this world where it doesn't appear that most people understand that a lot of people need therapy. A lot of people that people revere need therapy like bad. And is they're not getting the therapy that they should be getting because it's it's shown in their actions. Take one Kanye West, for example. Kanye West lives in the moment. Oftentimes when he speaks to individuals that reframe what he says in a broader perspective, you can see in that moment that he's understanding what they're saying in that moment. And some of the stuff that they'll explain back to him is uh, common sense. And based on his music and some of the stuff he said in the past, you would assume that this is so common sense. Why do you not get it? So in that moment, in most of his interviews, he's getting therapy. He's is working out issues in the moment in front of everyone which shows that in his actions and his mode and way of being he does not do that usually if you go through therapy you can see in people's actions that some of what they did they say and do is thought out especially when it's wild things things that are uh, controversial. The, the the more therapy you get and, and the more you get into it, the more moderate your actions and thoughts become because you think you think things through. So a lot of interviews that you see him in, if the person that he's speaking to has common sense, you can see him in the moment thinking through something that he never thought through because he just lives in the moment. The issue with that is that you... That creates an environment for that person to where they're only going to be surrounded by opportunistic people that understand the world. Entrepreneurs is what most people would call them but they're just opportunistic people that understand the world and accept the world the way it is. Whereas, same thing with Donald Trump. People call Donald Trump stupid, but the one thing Donald Trump is a genius at is that he understands the world. That the world, on a certain level, once you get to a certain income, is nothing but opportunistic cowards. That if you can get to a certain level and they depend on you to help maintain their livelihoods, they will compromise themselves to no end to maintain their livelihood. 
because they thrive off of others. And people like Kanye West and Donald Trump surround themselves with people like that. Now, Donald Trump does it mindfully because he understands it. He uses it to get himself out of trouble and get himself through deals. You wonder why he can do all of these things and there is very little action against him because he surrounded himself, not only just his inner circle, but he's created an intricate web of individuals that all have something to lose. They all understand the game. They all understand simplistic threats. I don't got to tell you I'm going to do something to you. I can say, well, I don't agree with that, but it'll be a shame if, if, you know, things were to happen because of that. But, you know, if that's the way you feel, most people will hear that and think it's nothing. But that person hears that and knows that they're being threatened. They know to get in the pocket because they, behind the scenes, consistently throughout the day, get into pocket. He's not as dumb as everyone thinks he is. On the other hand, you have Kanye West, who is just surrounded by those people that, those same kind of people that surround Trump, but they understand the game better than he does. They understand that if he said something, all they have to do is be that therapist. But instead of putting, giving it back to them in a broad sense to help clarify themselves to where he might reject them because they're making him understand something in a way that he doesn't want to, they just relay back to him what he said in a way that they understand. Case in point, let's say he says, I want to sell Adidas with a double bubble in the back. Because I'm just making things up. Nike and Reebok never did the double bubble. And everyone wants a double bubble from Yeezy. Know what they'll say? I understand understand what you're saying, Kanye. Because, you know, back in the day, Nike did have one bubble. And you're such a a prolific person in the fashion world. I think that they really would want the double bubble from you. You should go ahead and do that. That's all. You do that enough to some people who need therapy, especially if they have money. You can be an opportunistic coward that compromises yourself to stay in a certain realm where you're going to get paid. All therapy, not all therapy, most therapy is you talking to yourself. There's one side of you that someone understands and there's another side of you that thoroughly understands having a conversation for an hour you come away with more understanding all hypnosis is self-hypnosis you willingly accept what is being told to you because you want to
that's what most life is. That's what a lot of people work to become entrepreneurs, work to get to this certain point in life and think that once they get above the clouds like the matrix is going to be it's, it's hell and darkness below the clouds but once you get above that certain amount of income you get above the clouds it's going to be bright sunlight and smooth sailing you're going to work yourself into a realm of opportunistic cowards and some people that thoroughly need therapy and some people that apathetically accept life for what it is and will go and get it at all costs. Success is not the success story that you think it is. I mean, that's my rambling thoughts. Moving on. Thank you for continuing, continuing to stick around for the story segment. I don't really have any outstanding stories right now, but I was thinking about for the story segment, you know, telling y'all something about myself. Um, As I stated before, I believe in astrology and my sign is Capricorn. I don't know if it's because I'm a Capricorn or if it's just because I'm me. One thing I hate about myself sometimes is that I am so down to earth. Because in being so down to earth, it's hard for me to lie to myself about things like other people lie to themselves about things it's it's confidence to a certain extent is lying to yourself until it materializes in a functional form so I used to have uh, I used to go to this class when I first started college way back in the day when I first originally went to college it was an English class, uh, English 102 or something. Not, nothing significant. But I was really interested in the subject matter because the instructor who taught it was really good at choosing what we were going to be going over. And I'm an opinionated person. I'm, I believe I'm well-spoken. These are factual things about myself that I could say exists so I'm not lying to myself and understanding that that's just who I am so when the class when we would have discussions I would be opinionated and well spoken it got so so much to the point that in class when I would speak oftentimes I would hear someone shh Zach's talking like now some people would take that and be like it would be a boost of confidence that these people think I'm intelligent and I have something to be heard. And to me, 
I knew at the, even though I liked the class, I was putting in minimal effort. I knew for me personally, I can't lie to myself, this class is easy to me. I'm putting in minimal effort. I couldn't lie to myself. I'm not smart. They're just stupid. <laughs> so I seem smarter than I actually am. Growing up, and I started to be more fashionable in the way that I dressed, I realized that I don't care about uh, labels, but I like to match, I like to have an ensemble and everything like that. But I'm not the most fashion sense person. I just like to look put together. And I would have girls just like really make note of that and girls want to get with me and everything like that but to myself I know I'm not the most fashion orientated person I'm just put together so when they would make these comments or act a certain way is that I'm not fashionable y'all just used to dudes who sloppy that lowered the bar (laughs) so it's always for me it's always funny because I can't, it's hard for me. Any confidence that I have about anything is because of work I put into it or I'm aware myself that, you know, this is an accomplished thing. It's hard for me to lie to myself. I kind of envy people who can um, lie to themselves. I went, I went to, uh, I went to the, an alternative school in Baltimore one time and the teacher gave us work, busy work, essentially. And I did the work, and I went to the bathroom. I handed her the work, and she was like, you, you finished that already? I'm like, like, yeah, like, it was just one fucking sheet, and we got the book right here. She, they, they, they tried to rush me to enroll in Coppin State University. And I, I remember, like, being shocked, like, chill, I don't want to go to fucking college. I'm only doing this because I was told by people who kind of are in charge of me that I had to do it. But I don't want to go to college. I'm not prepared to just jump into college. But it's, like, it's amazing how much everyone else lowers the bar to the point that just being competent makes you seem like you're way more than you actually are, which works out for people who are not down to earth. They can have an inflated ego. But for people who are down to earth, you can understand, I'm not this, y'all are just that. (laughs) So it's one of those, it's kind of of a weird pocket to be in to where people can revere you or look at you a certain way or some things that you say to them will make them feel a certain way. And it's like, that's one thing I always get caught up in my life is me feeling like my opinion shouldn't matter so much to you to a person or me feeling like what I did shouldn't matter that much to you because in the grand scheme of things of everything you got going on and everything you showed me I'm not that important to you for what I said or did to bother you so I speak my mind I'm opinionated I'm down to earth and you wouldn't believe how often I hurt people's feelings and then because I feel like I I, to me I feel like I shouldn't be that bit that much of a big deal to you 
I don't act as though I know I hurt their feelings, which makes it worse because it makes me seem like I'm arrogant and uncaring. It's like, yo, I shouldn't matter that much to you. (laughs) The hell are you upset about? If you did the same thing, I wouldn't care. And it's not that I'm that much better than you. I'm just down to earth and understand what should matter and what shouldn't. That's the funniest thing about being a down to earth person. The more this world, this world goes up in the sky, the more I seem unique. And I am totally not unique or, or arrogant or, or uncaring. I just come off that way because I understand what's important <laughs> to me. And that's all I care about, which is what everyone should care about is what's important to them. But everyone's so wrapped up in what's important to everyone else. It's it's, it's one of those things. It's like I, I like being a Capricorn. I like I, if, if it's because I'm a Capricorn, I like being me. At the same time, I'm aware of the pitfalls of being me because I can be or come off as insensitive or arrogant and it's like I am so far away from those things I'm so much not that that I come across like that which is amazing to me sometimes I'll be um, I'll, I'll go to the window in my house and I'll just stand and look out the window and my hand will be on my hip and I'll just be thinking to myself about something stupid. It could be, I could be playing a cartoon jingle in my head. Like I'm not even, nothing profound. And somebody will come up to me like, why are you standing there all arrogant? It's like, yo, I was thinking like baby shark, do 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 in my fucking head. <laughs> How is what's going on in my head not, you know, translating to the world around me is amazing. But that's story time.